What up, what up, what up? Welcome to an episode of Above Water. I'm your host, Mac. We just trying to stay up. We are joined today, as usual, by my man, cousin, big brother, Hotep. What's going on, bro? What's happening with you, Mac? How you feeling? Man, you know I'm chilling. You know I'm chilling. You know I'm chilling. Always good to be back on the mic with you, man. Always good to link up with you. You know, the uh, the beauty of this show, man, is that, you know, a lot of times, you know, we talk on a regular basis, but it's cool because we can kind of incorporate our conversations into the cast because that's real life shit. And so this is my time to catch up with, with, with Big Cuz. So I'm always hyped about that, man. So it's good to have you on. Beautiful day. Beautiful week. Let's hop right into it, man. Um, t- you know, there's been a lot of shit going on in the media from uh, really, you know, if we if we want to just look at the NFL <laughs> and just some of the overall scandal that continues to kind of loom its head within the culture um, of the NFL. And, and a lot of that scandal is obviously um, put, put a, you know, I mean, re- really termed around the domestic violence sexual assault theme of, you know, these males, um, you know, who play a very, very physical game, who live a very physical, you know, lifestyle, ultimately exerting their will and or, you know, having some types of uh, boundary stepping situations with females, Um, whether it's against their will, whether it's you know, a full-on fight where both parties are are, are participating. You know, we, it, this has been kind of a consistent theme in the NFL. <clears throat> and I think the significant part of looking at the NFL is that it makes it just easier to look at what's really going on outside like in life. Like, like the NFL is a microcosm of kind of what's going on in typical society in regards to men and female, you know, males and females and our um, – relationships and why they get physical uh, the point of things getting physical and you know who's in the right who's in the wrong that conversation always kind of being one that's up for debate um, and so you know we've had the uh, Ruben Foster who's had some various issues uh, young young kid who played uh, I forget who oh, he was with the 49ers and he got cut, you know, at, you know, when the, when the third, uh, you know, I guess accusation of a of an issue happened with domestic, you know, some type of sexual assault, uh, domestic violence type situation, he gets cut, and the Washington Redskins ultimately, you know, say they do their due diligence and want to pick him up, you know, pick them up off of waivers. So, you know, uh, he got re-signed. That's still a big conversation here in regards to the fact that the Redskins were the only organization that was willing to even bring this guy back on after having such allegations brought up against him. Um, good or bad, I guess that's, that's a conversation in itself. Following that, we get a t- of uh, ex, now ex-running back for the, for the Kansas City Chiefs, Kareem Hunt, um, basically in a fight with what is what it appears to be some type of fight, definitely a physical altercation with another lady. I don't know if it was his girl or somebody that he knew or a friend um, at a hotel. Um, and then, you know, right after that, Kareem gets waived, uh, you know, and now he's he's currently uh, out of out of the NFL. Um, and 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 the and the discussion is, you know. Well, how do you handle these people? And, you know, do you uh, let guys back in? Do, do you make this a, a major violation? And what the NFL has done over time, and you can just go back to kind of like over the past 10 years, let's, you know, let's, let's maybe let's start with Ray Rice. What the NFL has done over time has done exactly what we as society have done over time in dealing with domestic violence, and that is been inconsistent with where we stand. The penalties from the NFL have ranged from very short ones to very long ones to Ray Rice never being able to get another job in the league. 
you know, to uh, who was the boy at uh, Dallas, Greg Hardy, mm-hmm. you know, just getting picked up, you know, by Jerry Jones. Then, you know, what I mean, so there, there really is no, and 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 fortunately, that's that's the same thing in society. There's never a harsh dad. I can I can talk to some people, male or female, and they will give me some rhyme or reason why it's okay for a man to put his hands on a female. It's it's it is in the culture. You know what I mean? And so, you know, so with all that being said, I get a text from Tep, you know, talking about toxic mask. What what what's up with this term toxic masculinity? And you know, you know, I think I think I think there's various sides to it. I think it's definitely worth a discussion. I said, well, you know, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, what's up? You know what I mean? And you said you said we should do a cast about it. And I said, I think so too. Let's let's rap about it because it's relevant to society. And so by the end of it, we can maybe put a theme on the whole overall thing. But I think the overall discussion for today is going to be on toxic masculinity and its role in society and kind of the overall how do we view it? And then I guess if it's something that's going to, if it's something that that's prevalent on some above water shit, how do we operate? How do we operate around it within the system? So uh, I'm going to kick it. I'm going to let Tev, I'm going to let you kick it off and I'll hop in, but I, I'll definitely like to get some of your thoughts and, and kind of see where you want to go with it. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I had to look it up actually uh, just to get a definition Something I found online that said toxic masculinity is a narrow and repressive description of manhood, designated manhood as defined by violence, sex, status, and aggression. It's the cultural ideal of manliness, where strength is everything, where emotions are our weakness, where sex and brutality are yardsticks by which men are measured, while supposedly quote, feminine traits, which can range from emotional vulnerability to simply not being hypersexual or the means by which your status as a man can be taken away. All right, so we're dealing with sex, violence, and aggression. I mean, uh, you know, two of the three uh, are obviously categorized by the NFL, and then sex is another byproduct of that. Speaking on Ruben Foster, who was a second-year player, Kareem Hunt was a second-year player. These are young brothers who just entered the league, uh, dealing with a different level of uh, finances and uh, attention. Uh, they play aggressive, violent sports, and they had some domestic issues and communication with women. Uh, I think it's a communication problem, my brother. You know, like most things are, I really think that uh, there's always a lack or failure to communicate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think through the jo- the genders and the sexes, um, you know, women get emotional, men get violent uh, or angry. And, you know, um, it's a touchy subject for the NFL because, you know, it's a violent sport to begin with. Um, and But you obviously cannot never touch a woman. The, the Kareem Hunt thing was... Some girls who were trying to uh, come to their room. Um, apparently, one of the girls is underage, and uh, obviously, this is after they've been drinking or partying or whatever. You know, <clears throat> he should have easily just went in his room, shut the door, called the security. You know, we got these people out here doing whatever. I don't know any of her story. She's been kind of low key and out of the scene. I think she wants to stay, uh, keep. Our business private. Uh, but Kareem Hunt, his damage is done. You know, uh, he didn't kick or punch or drag. Well, he did kick a woman. Uh, he didn't uppercut her mm-hmm. and do the Ray Rice thing. But the NFL has no tolerance for this type of behavior. Um, so the NFL and the Chiefs released him upon dropping, or the Chiefs dropped him as soon as the tape uh, became available and they realized that he lied to them, right? Uh, so that's the overarching thing. I mean, so that's on top of uh, obviously sexual harassment claims from Hollywood to Wall Street to uh, you know corporate America and and businesses all over the city, state, and country. It's like the communication gap somewhere here. There's no more wink and nod. 
agreement between men and women. Uh, you know, back in the day, another generation, uh, maybe men got away with some of this discrepancy and it was a wink and nod agreement, whatever. Women have been empowered, which is awesome. Their pay is raised, which is fantastic. I just read an article about the Hollywood Reporter, you know, in Hollywood specifically, uh, uh, the roles have increased for women in front and behind the camera in writing and producing, um, and they continue to do so. So as they move up the power chain, the men old way of doing business uh, is being chipped at, which is fantastic, right? But then it comes to a point where it's, it's also having men question how they deal with women in general, <clears throat> Right. So um, I wanted to talk about masculinity in general, because I remember as a boy, my our pastor at our church was like, you know, you're either too macho or you're oversexed or you're overviolent or you're a wimp. That's how they define men. Right. There's no, you know, you know, and they get brought down these different categories. You know, he. so um, as I'm raising, you know, two young boys who are trying to be men how they deal with girls, how they deal with their mother, uh, how they deal with other boys. Uh, you know, am I the greatest example? You know, I learned from my father. <clears throat> who learned from his fathers and brothers and uncles, right? Um, so, you know, there's no, like, perfect man, but it's always like, how do we make sure we navigate uh, good communication, good behavior, knowing how to compliment a woman, without being uh, a creep, knowing how to receive criticism from a woman without return being a jerk, knowing how to <clears throat> deal with uh, aggression and agitation from other boys. Like these things are like kind of open-ended uh, battles that people deal with. And if they deal with them the wrong way, they end up in jail or dead or lost a job or um, a family's destroyed or someone's hurt because we get our emotions or communication breakdown. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I, once the Reuben Foster thing happened and then the Ray Rice thing happened, obviously Kareem Hunt, I really kind of thought about like, what do you learn to talk to women? How do you learn to talk to them? Like, is, you learn from your pops, maybe if he's there? You learn from some big cousin who's dealing with his wife or husband or I mean, um, relationship girlfriend. Like a lot of young brothers don't know how to talk to women just on a casual. And we learn, well, now we're talking through social media. We're clapping back. We're defensive. Or we're, you know, DMing for the hookup. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Like, I don't, you know, there's no, where do you learn that conversation back and forth? Right? You know, we're reading a chapter in Michelle Obama's book now. Where she's met. Oh, y'all back, back on it. We back on it. Yeah, we back on it. And we, we, we didn't read it yesterday. She wanted to break. But this is a long chapter yeah. when, she, when she meets Barack. And um, it, it's actually, the, 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 I haven't got, you know, I don't know any of it. We haven't got any, it's probably more exciting things down the line, but it's really, a, uh, it gets beyond the layers of what we know. And it kind of reads her mind of how they met what she saw in him, like he was awkward, uh, kind, you know, or, or different, she calls him, not awkward, she's different. Like, who is this guy? Like, you know, all these different traits. But they had conversation. Like, they talked on the phone. Like, they did a lot of walking. He was an intellectual uh, person who stayed up and read and was curious about different things. Obviously, he had world travel and he had a different, lot of background. She was, you know, and she opened, she, her eyes were opened by him and, and vice versa. She confirmed who he was, his identity through that. So it was interesting. And these are how relationships used to be built. You know, it's a courting process, right? And my grandma used to say that all the time, courting. She used to say that word all the time. Back when I was courting your grandfather, or when your mama was courting your dad, she used that word courting. I haven't heard that. That's a throwaway, Doc. There's no courting anymore. You know, it's, you know I mean, it's hooking up or chill or, you know, you well, know smash. Well, the thing is, you know, courting, you know I mean, could 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 be looked at as a classy way to, for hunting. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know I mean, which then, you know, <laughs> which then, you know, some would, you know, which then some would, some would put into the objectifying. You know, now you're objectifying something. Like, yeah, you know, you're, you're trying to somehow hunt this deer, you know, and and capture her and make her yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you you you, you could look at it. You know, the thing is, I feel like generationally, it's just it was all about the spin on everything. You know what I mean? So it was just a more conservative spin. Like women right. were taught to be quiet and, and docile and and you know, they, they were taught to play a certain type of role and they were taught to kind of be, you know, fetched or looked at. I'd be I think that's kind of where the whole pageantry thing came. You know, what I mean, a lot of that kind of stuff comes from culture, you know, around men acquiring women. You know what I mean? So I just feel like as you So they, move, so they don't want that anymore, you don't think. Well, I think that if you're really talking about um, equal, you know, looking at people equally on both sides, I think it's just a, a case-by-case basis. Some women want to be courted. Some women don't want to be courted. You know what I mean? Some women want to be, you know, the aggressor. Some women want to be passive. You know what I'm saying? Like some, you know what I mean? So I think you'll find a, a segment of women that will tell you they want the old school man to be, you know, to do, you know, to be kind of, I need him to be the man and the leader. And, the, and then I think you find another group of women that's like, oh, no, he better respect me on some equal shit. Like, no, what he can do, I can do. And I mean, there, there's a group, there's a group, I think, for everybody. I think what I think what they don't want us to do is make the generalization. I think that's kind of that's a little bit what Trump is trying to get to a little bit. Like, that's kind of what that whole when they allude that whole make America great again shit is not just alluding to race. It's also alluding to a time when things were quote unquote simpler. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like also leave it to beaver shit. Like the, the man comes in from work, he comes home, the woman gives him his fucking pipe and slippers and makes him a bourbon. And he sits down and he reads the fucking paper and she goes into the kitchen and she cooks a real meal and everybody sits down and it's like four or five, everybody, you know what I mean? Perfect numbers, and everybody has a wonderful meal, and dad dad leads the conversation. Like, there's elements of that that are things that probably many of us that have kind of spawned from derivatives of that generation respect. You know what I mean? But there's also parts of that that as people are more woke, it's fucked up. You know what I mean? So just it's just kind of based on what side. So when you bring it all towards what toxic masculinity and you know how we raise uh, our our young men in this day and age, it's challenging. But it's only challenging because we have to try to view it through the lens of uh, masculinity. I'm saying like the, the, the it's it's crazy like. So I've got a boy, you know what I mean, older, you know what I mean, older, older, older teenager, you know what I mean, 17 years old. And then I also have a girl, you know what I'm saying, 10 years old, you know what I'm saying? And it's funny because she is probably, as far as like what you would maybe judge a boy on at her age, (laughs) she's off the charts, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like she's super athletic. She's very alpha. She's the president of her student body. You know what I mean? Like she's a leader. So all the things that I would probably put into my that I would put into my son as well, like leadership, uh, you know, don't be a follower, uh, all these things. I see it in my daughter. You know what I mean? But it's not in a masculine package. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's in a little girl package. You play with, you know what I mean? It's it's just it is what it is. So what I've noticed is the shift almost has to stop going towards how am I going to make you a man or how am I going to make you a woman is almost more towards character building because kids are going to, I believe kids are ultimately always going to be kind of make their own judgments based on their inputs, their environments. I know I did, you know what I'm saying? My environment, you know, easily shaped a lot of my views and as my environments changed and my circles changed and my, and my exposure became more, it came, it came in through a certain filter or lens that was built up through earlier environments. You know what I mean? So 
when I'm looking at raising, like when I look at my daughter, for instance, I'm not going to like raise her to be a certain kind of female. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to raise her to, you know what I mean? Be gracious. You know what I mean? Be humble. You know what I mean? Be given. You know what I mean? Be a leader. Da, 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 da. Like it's all character shit. And then when I look at it, it's really like when I look at her, I'm like, oh, okay, well, the same shit really I'm putting into you is really the same shit I've been putting into your brother. So at that point, in regards to how people act once they have the character involved, I think a lot of that comes down to just personality shaping. You know what I mean? And then that's like a whole nother, you know what I mean? That's like a whole nother layer to development. But it's so hard these days, Tep, because I can tell you something's masculine fashion-wise, and I could show it to you, and it could be a, a blouse. You know what I'm saying? Like, but somebody's going to tell you this is masculine fashion. So when we start talking about masculinity and what masculine is, we got to be very careful about the lens in which we view it in because I can feel like I'm more masculine than the next man, but then by whose standards? That's only if we're working off the exact same definition of what masculinity is. I think that's why we, it's, it's very difficult to toe that line now. We just got a character build. How, what, what, what do you think about that? Like, like yes. because I, I, you know, you know what I'm saying. Because I feel yes. like if if you if you swim in the whole, you know, oh, you know, I'm having more sex, or I can I can beat up more niggas. Excuse my language. You know, I mean, as an unnecessary nigga, I try not to throw those out all the time. But actually, no, fuck that. You know, what I mean, I throw that when I want to. Never mind. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, if it's about knocking out people, if it's about you know, if it's about having to exert my will upon you for, for you to, for me to be able to make it in this world, that's based on all the, all the, all the white man tenants that, that got us over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't want to personally have us participate in toxic masculinity, but I think if we build character in these youngins, and specifically, I'm talking about the youngins right now because some of y'all adults is gone. You know what I mean? We can't even, like, we just gonna have a conversation. Everybody gonna nod their heads, and then you go back and do whatever you're gonna do. But as far as most of these youngins, yeah, you build them up so that at the end of the day, they value they value the certain things that don't allow them to actually want to participate in that dumb shit. And then you do get that Michelle Obama rise shit, where you're operating at a level where, where, where you're able to actually make some moves where you don't have to necessarily be subjected to all of the various industries and and various circles in which that masculinity shit really, really, really holds so super true. You yeah, it's the character part is, that's what I'm saying, it's not defined. Like, like young men, what do you learn your character from? You know, and so obviously from your environment. Uh, but then, like, the development of character is an ongoing process, man. Like, you know, it doesn't just stop at 18 or 20. I mean, it goes up to 40. Hell you know, yeah. 45, you know, you're still trying to figure out how you deal with certain circumstances. Uh, you know, your reaction to different things. Um, you know, as, as the roles change, man, it fascinates me how uh, we, we rapped about this. You know, um, who is like the number one grossing black actor, you know, on a consistent basis? You know, Denzel Washington. Washington. Yeah. Right. So everyone sees something different in him. Obviously, he's a fantastic actor. Right. Um, you know, been doing it for a long time. Consistency is what the main thing I look at in Hollywood. You know, a lot of people talk about accolades and awards. That doesn't mean anything. That's a, I say you know, popularity contest for this moment in time. The, the real test of excellence is longevity at a high rate. You know, he's uh, been consistent and and, you know, $20 million every uh, time he releases a movie. And his movies, if you know, most of the characters have a bit of respectability to them. They have principles. They, you know, it might be, you know, it might be the brother from uh, Training Day who, you know, who was corrupt. It might be, you know, the boxer, Hurricane. It could be, you know, uh, the one he came out in Fences with his, you know, adulterous and uh, a drunk. But he's going to live and die on who he is in this, in, in this character. 
right? You know, so we know with Denzel, if it's it's a consistent like um, uh, consistent character that not the same role, but I'm gonna live and die with this role, with this um, trait, who I am, right? So when you pay your 15 bucks, whatever it is, go see that movie, you can you can count on that. All right. So I, when, I, when I'm thinking of like who are the images that have defined maybe the last 25 years in media, there's other on top of the list for black men, right? Cosby came and went. Will Smith has been in, out, in and out. Sam Jackson is, you know, what that is. You have <laughs> comedians come and go, you know. Dave uh, Chappelle type dude. Dave Chappelle, exactly. They come and go yeah. and flame yeah. out. Yeah. Obviously, with music, you got, you know, different, whole different, never conversation. But like with movies, like, so this is your man. And how does he do this consistent step? Because he selects this, it's a character there with him, right? He came up, you know, Boys and Girls Club. He came up from, from New York, went through the theater and drama, did a little bit of TV. And he always says he reads the scripts and, and a part of him in his spirit says, you know, who is this person? How can I tell this story? Do I care about this? Like, he, he doesn't do stuff that, like, his agent recommends. Uh, he has to read through it, and, and, and there, there's, a, um, there's a sussing out process. Well, I say the same thing for all of us, like, black mm-hmm. men in general, mm-hmm. like, your Kareem Hunts, the Ray Rices, like, that little bit of character in you that's like, you know, I can clap back right now and, 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 and even the score, or I can ignore this. You know, that, that little split-second decision you know, that shit rock, that rock lives, man. You know, it, right. it, it changes trajectories. You know, it, it sets back my family. You know, it, it uh, you know, and, and it ain't just for these brothers who play football. I mean, it's for brothers who leave their families, you know, in the middle of the night and never come back. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here to provide, basically. Think about that, man. Like, well, well, but, you know, I mean, one, but one of the things about it, it really, if you want to go back to the Denzel example, one of the reasons why people mess with Denzel so heavy is because not only his character on the screen, but his character off the screen. Yeah, you know I mean, Denzel was what you would consider um, to be like a man's man, but he's also considered to be like a cool, a cool dude. You know what I mean? For the overarching individuals, you know, he's gonna have his ball cap on, he's probably gonna have some sweats on, maybe some big jeans, have some comfortable shoes on. He's gonna be real low key and chill, right? But even though early on, I know that I think it came out that he may have had some uh, issues relationship wise, like many people do. Um, they it got it got fixed, and him and his wife, I believe her name is Pauletta. I don't want to mess her name up, but I believe that's her name. They've they've been able to you know kind of remain steady through the course of all these years. Where like Denzel's been like so like I think everybody's like on Idris Elba's thing right now. As far as like the sexiest man thing, I think he got like the GQ or whatever the sexiest whoever gives that out. I think he got that. Denzel had that for like a decade. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like when that was all going on, this dude kind of remained steady throughout the whole thing. And so a lot of that was also built in his respect for women. And a lot of these young boys, and they don't, and they don't, and they, and it's and it's not just the young boys because it's really our generation, the generation before us. And probably men since mankind have put a devalue on women. Right. You know I mean? So when you talk about making these character decisions, the decision is how much do you actually value the fact this is a woman? You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, if you notice, the NFL, much like much of society, really, they slap you on the wrist. They, they, put, they give you a scarlet letter to a certain degree. But that's really it. You know what I mean? Everything continues to move on. There's, there's really no real uh, penalties. Look, if you do that shit before you go into the league, uh, did Tyreek Hill have an issue? Did Tyreek Hill have a situation before he got into the league? Oh, yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon, did he have a situation before right. he got into the league? Yeah. Uh, Joe, the Joe Mixon tape was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But all these that. things happened before he got into the league. You know what I mean? So they were still able to get drafted. And still able to live this 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 life, and that's cool. Because I'm not really about. I don't think I don't think actually taking away people's ability to make a living is the 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 key here. Because I think if you do that, then it then it kind of like it pushes women down from like actually saying that shit's really going on. Because there's no real like oh, you know what I mean. It makes the stakes even higher. You know what I mean. So I wouldn't even do that. But by saying that, by letting these niggas play with for no reason, 
I mean, when, when you know good and well, they got shit out there. But then once people are in your league, you treat them a certain type of way. What is the standard? Right. And to me, the standard, it's, it's a moving, it's a moving object. And it shouldn't be. Because, but it's only a moving object because people are not willing to look at women as equals. And that's it. You know I mean, and, and, and look, at the end of the day, really think of a situation where unless somebody, unless a woman has a weapon, when are you actually scared of a woman? Mm-hmm. Ever, dog. I'm just talking about ever in life. Like, unless she has a weapon, unless she's coming at you and she has an AIDS needle or, you know, it's something crazy. You know, you got to give me some type of crazy story where you got to protect yourself and protect your family. Where other, uh, I'm just talking about on, on some one on one type shit. When do you ever, you know what I mean? Nobody's worried about a woman. That never crosses your mind. I, I never, I've never thought, not a day in my life have I ever went to bed worried about having to see another woman in school the next day and her fucking with me. <laughs> yeah. You dig me? And I just think, I think that unfortunately within athletics, but athletics, a lot of times we talk about athletics, all this stuff, because it's all tied together. It's a cultural thing, dog. And this is a male-dominated culture, and you know the same way that you that you can read these Hollywood Reporter reports about uh, these uh, women pay, you know, women's pay pay scale compared to men's pay scale in Hollywood and and all the rest of this shit. The shit's not equal. No, you know, I mean, so the same way we talk about racism, and you know, at one point we were looked at as three fifths a person. It's really, yeah, you know I mean, like I said, it's derivatives of that, but that's all derived. A one ruling class setting the tone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so totally. My whole my whole thing is personally, I just don't want to participate in all of that. You know what I mean? So even though we have to live within that, because it ain't going nowhere. That's what runs. That, that, that mean it's prevalent throughout every industry, every circle of power that we in which we're in. Look at what the numbers look like, and look what the representation looks like. It tells you what it is. It tells you who dictates the tone. Look who, look who owns the NFL teams. Look who owns the NBA teams. We talk about the players, but look who owns these situations. Yeah. Well, you, know, <laughs> you dig me? You mentioned so, you know. the character shit before the, you know, your boy Kareem Hunt. I mean, this happened in February, right? So this is like right. Right. Uh, a few weeks after the season concluded, right? After the Super Bowl, you know. But the news has just come out, you know, uh, in the last few days that he had an altercation the night of the Game that they lost to the Tennessee Titans. He had a him and him and his boys got in a fight with some people in, in uh you know a bar in Kansas City. No charges were filed, but that video is now you know that. And then he got, he got another altercation in the spring or summer after the February incident with the woman. He had to punch the man in the face in Ohio, mm. right? So this is like I'm saying, thirty second year in the league, right? People gonna be heckling you, man, right? <laughs> Believe people gonna be heckling you. Right, you lost the game. The Chiefs, these these fans, they they're merciless. You saw Kevin Durant catching fire for cursing out these fans. Right. You know, it's a different era. Everyone got something to say. They emboldened a tough guy on the internet, right? So it takes a different level of mental toughness to not only be a professional athlete, show up to practice, learn his playbook, and be at an optimal level physically and mentally for the game, but then to deal with you know, the roles and responsibilities of a man caring for his family, you know, caring for his mother, paying for this stuff, keep your emotions in check, and then dealing with the hecklers, right? And some brothers break to the boiler point where they, they ruin everything because they can't deal with all that. Uh, it, so, you know, that, that's just on, on a grander scale. I mean, even on the, your local Joe, who got to come up, show up to work every day, deal with the traffic, work to whatever hours he works, come home, feed the kids. If he's married, deal with the, you know, uh, deal with the domestic issues and repeat, rinse and repeat for a number of years, not to mention someone got promoted over him or the racist or the sex or the uh, marginalization at work, right? These roles, that are, or these are defined what you have to do for to provide your, man, your family for years, right? Duh. So no more want to hear your excuses. Right. No, I feel you. But let me well, let me ask you this. When you was growing up, how many times did somebody pull you to the side and have a specific conversation about respecting women? Oh, man, we had that. Our fifth grade was the, was the only one I needed, really. I never forget the fifth grade joint. That was, uh, you know, and, you know, 
that's playing on the playground, too rough with a girl. And she got hurt. And she was crying, and we were just, you know, little boys not knowing. And my pops pulled me aside that evening. It was like, no, no, this is, you know, that, that's never going to happen again. You understand? No, perfect. Hold that right there. Now, now fast forward. Right. All these years to where you are now. You are married. Right. How, how many years are you married? Uh, eight, many years? 17. Yeah, okay. Well, 17, 17 years, dog. You got two kids. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you're doing very well for yourself. You have, you guys have, um, have been, uh, have started things to uh, help the community. You're giving back on a consistent basis. That's your life. Now, think about if your dad wasn't there. Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. You dig me? So think about if your dad wasn't there to clarify that for you and say, yo, that's that's not that's not good money. Think about it. Your dad actually said, oh, what? She hit you first. Right. Well, damn. Well, damn right. You, you need to smack. You damn right. You did. You know, and put, put her on her, put her on her ass. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or like, if you got away with it. Or if, you know. Or, 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 yeah. or you got away with it and nobody, never, said, ever, yeah. and, and nobody ever said anything at all. Yeah. And it was just accepted. Right. You know what I mean? So once again. You know what I mean? Like as adults, and this is this is things that get passed down, man. This right. stuff is good. If you want to break the chain, it has to it has to go into investing in your youth. Right. Once again, when you're dealing with these youths, what are you focusing on? Right. Are you focusing on the external? Are you focusing on uh, the shit that society tells you is 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 the cool hot shit for right now, and you're pre- praising these kids for that, or are you focusing on character building, man? You know what I'm saying? Because if you're focusing on having Playboy Troy on your team and he's out here, you know, out here, you know, having fucking unprotected sex at 16 years old, you know what I'm saying? And you're and, and you're cool with it because he's dropping 30 a game and you're not focused on helping that young man understand how to make good decisions. Right. Then what the fuck you think he's going to turn into? You know what I mean? Because he's doing that shit, not because he's some type of reckless, you know, crazy young boy. He's doing it probably because he don't really know no better. You're doing it because this is what you know what I mean you do when you don't have no leadership, no guidance, and all people do is praise you for doing what you're known for doing on the outside. There's no character building. Right. So 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 at the end of the day, that's you know, if we want to talk about what we see out here and what the product is, a lot of the times we can look in the mirror. You know what I mean? Cause I see people I see people, you know, what I mean, on a day-to-day basis, you know what I mean, really operate at a much at a lower, at a lower level of Character standards, <laughs> yeah. I mean, then I, then I would, then I would, then I would, I would, I would prefer to like. And people, some people that might see me in the streets or whatever might think I'm an anti-social type individual. Right? Nah, I just, I just observe, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and a lot of this shit be messy as hell. Yeah, a lot of it messy I, as hell, and and that shit, and and so that those power plays, and the shit that's acceptable, and the shit that that, that gets propped up. In comparison to the things that are important, like character building, respecting women, understanding how to respect, you know what I mean? Like how to, how to, like you said, communicate. Man. You know what I mean? How to, you know what I mean? How to, how to deal with issues um, without having to always go physical and having that be praised that maybe you knock somebody out at practice. Maybe instead that's a, there's, a, there's an issue there. You know what I mean? Like there's certain shit that when we touch these youngins early, they ain't getting to their home. So if you get them, so if you catch them in your community center or on your teams, you know what I mean, like the Kareem Hunts, you know what I mean, like I, I don't know their background, but grab these young bulls up and invest in their character. Check this out, dog. You, you, you're doing them a whole lot more for the future, man. Check that out. So let's do a hypothetical. You got a 17 year old man. It's so right, right now. I mean, it's, it's a, think about as kids get ready for prom in the spring, right? So how does your young boy or how we just create a Hypothetical young boy, uh, uh, you know, Curtis, you know, how, how does he, 17 years old, junior in high school, whatever it is, maybe play sports, maybe doesn't, maybe, whatever it is, he wants to take, you know, um, you know, Regina to the, to the prom, Curtis, right? <laughs> well, you know, how does he communicate? And then this, this is 20, 2018, 2019, right? How does he communicate to her, right? Do we go through his, his boys who might... You know, kind of giggle and, and smirk. Does he go through texting? How does he even get to that level of, you know, she's cute. I think she's smart or, you know, whatever he thinks, you know, and vice versa. You know, right. that, that level of understanding, we're going to go, you know, we're going to represent each other, at the, you know, at the prom. 
uh, you know, I just it's just photos. It ain't nothing big deal. But that that's like one of the first kind of like we said courting. That's one of the first like boy girl interactions that is actually um, a standard in our in our lexicon. It's part of maturation. Right. You know, the, the Latinos have the quinceañeras Sweet 16 deal. I went to a Sweet 16 last year. Uh, yeah, went to one of them joints. And it was cool. I mean, it was a bunch of boys mm-hmm. on one side, girls on the other. Parents was just chilling. Mm-hmm. And no one was really dancing with each other. But, you know, it was a little interaction there. But I'm, it, it fascinated me because my son was still young in there. He was like 12, hanging with one of the younger brothers. And I'm thinking, how do we get to the point where it's communication? Right? What do we learn the initial steps to like, okay, yo, so Regina, you know, maybe it's in class or something. Or it's a note. We used to be note passing when you were a young boy. Now it's text or the DM on the Instagram or whatever that is. Uh, but, now, but then we're positioning ourselves to be uh, representatives. This is not who we truly are. Like, if I get, you know, maybe you have some good conversations on text. Uh, well, I don't know well, the communication. That, and that's what's like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm well, once about. again, once again, well, what, 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 they're definitely texting. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that right now. They're definitely yeah. doing most of this stuff over texting. They're definitely DMing. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you that right now. Okay. But so, the key is, but the key is not necessarily the communication method because I think their generation, that's just a regular, that's like talking. Yeah. It really is like talking to them. They understand tone. They actually, we don't understand tone. They actually do understand tone. They got all kind of little emojis they put on stuff to make things. You know, send certain. I don't know what these squiggly lines. There's certain kind of things they put on there that mean things to them. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the key is, what are you typing about? <laughs> How are you courting over this device? Right. So, I've pulled phones before. Okay. <laughs> and you know, I suggest as parents, you know what I mean, as long as you're paying these phone bills, you yeah. continue to let these kids understand that. This information, just like it is in corporate America or other places and in places where in which you work, this information is owned by me. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, so whatever's going on, whatever activity is going on, whatever sites you're going to, I have full, yeah, you know I mean, auto- autonomy to go up in here and get my information and, 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 and do and do information checks. You know what I'm saying? So yes, I've snatched phones a couple times, and let me just tell you, uh, you know. You, right. know, you want the, I just say like this. Yes. You want the you want the conversations to be at a you want the conversations to be at a certain level, but with society being kind of where it is these days and everything kind of being microwave and everything being let's get right to it, a lot of these conversations be sexting conversations. Yeah. <laughs> when you start when you start really talking about the hormonal ages of 16, 17, 18 years old and probably even earlier than that quite frankly with some of these youngsters. Right. Yo, so so once again, so we get right to that. We get right to that's what I'm saying. So I don't know, nah, you, like how how quickly they build you, up to that point. But you, but you can't. So I'll say it like this: Your sons will probably have a better chance of understanding how to best communicate with the opposite sex based on you. You're the direct environment. Yeah, you know I mean, so they might. It might be nine out of ten. They might be the one with you. The other nine might be, you know what I mean, not with you or with people of, you know what I mean, the lazy, you know what I mean, the, the, the non-participatory parental situation. Right. And they, they got, they're, they're flying off the, they're flying off the, off, the, off the handle in regards to how to deal with, you know, the opposite sex. And your kids have seen a stable, you know what I mean, communicative situation, not based on, uh, mom and dad uh, power structure, but based on mom and dad communication. Right. You know I mean, I think kids look at the communication, which is why even as parents, if you are two, doing two parent situation and you're not in the same house, the communication has to at least be at a good enough level where the kids don't get thrown off. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, that's what they see. You know what I'm saying? So I just think, I just really think a lot of this care, a lot of this stuff, dog, is going to come down to the basics. And the fact of the matter is, in the basic portion, in the basic part of our culture, we do not value, as men, we don't really value the other sex. It's more of an object. 
Right. It's more so I'm just I'm just saying. So a lot of this stuff when we're talking about this character building, a lot of this stuff that we're talking about is never really gla- is never really touched for real. Like it really isn't. We talk about getting the girl. You'll have coaches being like, "Nigga, you ain't getting no pussy yet." Yeah. High school. Come on. I'm just saying. I mean, this is real. Right. And guess what? That, like, that, like, that, that, that's the coach who. You're trying to smash one of these mamas out here. Come on, dog. Yeah, so, yeah, already, so once again, yeah. once it, but once again, smash one of these mamas. We know it happens all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Talking about, you know what I mean, putting a young boy down or jonesing on a young boy, talking about he wet behind the ears, like you still ain't got no pussy, you wouldn't even know what it smell like. Like, this is what these niggas be. So right. we have to though you gotta look at the situation. That's just so when you say toxic masculinity, yeah. there it is. Yes, that's it. That's the cesspool there. That's there the cesspool. It is. So, yeah. So until, until that coach, so like you can't you can't take care of everything that happened before you, right? <laughs> no. But be, until that coach or that individual or that father or that uncle or that brother or that man in the street is helping another somebody in the street understands that it's going to have to be about a character thing and not about whatever. Like trying right. to be cool, whatever the situation might be, like that's gonna take. That's not about money. That's just about what what you what you what you deem to be. You know what I mean what you deem to be of higher of higher caliber character. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, am I gonna sit here and talk to you as a fifteen year old about how you ain't getting no pussy and making jokes about that, or am I gonna work? Or am I gonna talk to you about what's going on in your motherfucking classroom? Right. You know what I mean? How, how, how what, what's your, what your behavior reports been looking like over the last, over the last X amount of days? Like, why not focus more on character building and stop focusing on, quite frankly, bloviating these youngins and and really, you know what I mean? Really playing into the whole stereotype of if you out here balling, you got to be balling for real. Like, nah, everybody got to grow up. Everybody got to develop their own time. So help people character develop and stop because the better you are. The less I would say, the less character development you're really getting from people, because people just want to um, benefit off of your talents. Man, so I, come to my team, Kareem. You right. know, I'm just using Kareem. I know we pick, we're not picking on you, Kareem, but at the end of the day, come to my team, dog. You're good. Well, you know, Kareem he likes to cuss a lot. Well, you know, I deal with that. You know what I mean? You right. know what I mean now, now, <laughs> now, you know, if a nigga comes on the team and he can't run straight, and this motherfucker out here cursing all day long, you're gonna be like, yo, right? Can't have this. Around my team, you know what I mean. Like once again, you know what I mean. So it's just one of those situations where a lot of these dudes they come all the way through the system that we hear about on TV doing these various things and having these various transgressions. These guys have never been patted on the wrist one time, and there's warning signs have been there numerous times. Right. So we have to look at society and say, stop pointing the finger just at these dudes and trying to take away their paycheck. And actually look at ourselves and look how we operate in daily lives with women. I can say over the years, when I was younger, I objectified women more than I do now. Now, can you say that maybe because I went through a marriage situation or because I had a daughter? Of course, experience influences that. But I think also you have to be open-minded enough to understand and take in information outside of maybe what you were only fed early on to understand that the world is a little bit bigger than our four walls or wherever we at. Right. You know what I mean? And so I just think if we pass it on to our youngins, then no matter who the fuck they are, really personality-wise, they're going to be whatever they are. If you're a nerd, you're going to be a nerd. If you're a motherfucking comedian, you're probably going to be funny. You know what I mean? If you're an athlete, quarterback, basketball player, whatever, you're going to do that anyway. That's probably what's in you. But what are you made of? What are you built on? What are you built with? That's what we can actually give and feed these youngins instead of a whole bunch of iPhones and everything else. I think that's the shit that we need to invest more in. No, but see, a lot of times you don't know what someone's made up until they go through it. Like, and that's when, like, the character of someone is really getting defined until they got their back against the wall. And then all they got to build, though, dog. Yeah. But, then, but, but all you can do is build. All you can do is give them the tools. At the end right. of the day, if you, give, if you give your son all the tools and at 18 years old, he chooses to say, you know what, dad? I know I have the tools, but I'm going to choose to go this way. Right. Does that mean that his character is fucked up? No. That means that that young man made a bad decision. He's going to have to pay the price. But I guarantee you, 
if you've done your job as far as helping him character build and he's built and he's bought into that process throughout the time, I guarantee you at some point that's going to be his North star and he might fall off the path, but he's going to look at, look at people like Meek Mills. That's a perfect example. You know what I mean? I don't know what Meek's whole background is. I've, I was able to see him at different stages of his career just based on ties to Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen the long braids, pink polo Meek. I've seen, you know what I mean? So we've seen different sides of where he's came from. So we know he came from a real background. But he's went through a lot of shit. So he had, he's, made, he's made some poor decisions as well, which unfortunately subjected him to some injustices. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, character prevails so as you get out of that situation or take the hit for whatever bad decision you may have made and whatever penalty may have came that character helps get you back on the right track come out be with the right individuals surround yourself with the right individuals make the right decisions to then now be able to catapult off of that and even be bigger than what you were before and that, a lot of that shit we can we can put it on uh illuminati you can put it on, oh, well, you know, Robert Kraft and Jeffrey Rubin and Jay-Z and people put their hands on the ball. Yeah, but they, why did they put their hands on the ball? You know what I mean? Like, why can't they? It's, a, it's other rappers that you're going to potentially put your hands on to help them stay, you know, help them throughout their jail process. Why they put their hands on certain people? Because they look at individuals' character. Right. That shit means something, dog. Now, decision-making... We can't, come on, man. We can't control everything. Sometimes people got to make decisions for themselves. But we got to feed them. We got to give them the food they need. And so that's not just me feeding my son, but that's when I get in contact with your son or if I get in contact with DC's sons. You know what I mean? It's our job to feed these niggas character type shit and not just feed into that whole machismo uh, role of, oh, yeah, nigga, you fucking, yeah, how many bitches you fucking, nigga? Right. You know what I mean? That, you know, I, I think we have to start deviating a little bit more away from that because, quite frankly, let's be honest, these young boys ain't even operate on a hard level like that anyway. Nah. All they're trying to do is reach to be like, if, 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 that's what we're, if that's what we're saying is the cool line, then all they're really trying to do is reach to be like that because naturally these young boys is probably much less, di- these young boys is more softer and weaker and more introverted just because of technology and things of that nature. You could hide a lot more. So they ain't really trying to be all out there like that anyway. So 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 why why do we set the standard at at an unnecessary, you know, oh, you gotta be doing this by this age and we gotta do better. We gotta do better. You know what I mean? Focus on focus on building these youngins up. You know what I mean? And then and then let and then let the chips fall where they may. You know what I mean? Let the chips fall where they may. The 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 the, the harshest the, the, the part that, that kills me is when I see kids that come up in situations where I know you pretty much have no chance. Yes, and, 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 and there's more of those situations than people care to talk about. You no. have no chance, dog. You have no chance. <laughs> even, if you, even if you go to, even if you go through the school system, you have zero chance. You know what I'm saying? And and that's not on no fucking pessimistic, uh, put people down, respectability type shit. That's on no. It's built for people in your situations to literally have no chance. It's expected. <laughs> You know what I mean? And so when you see that, that's the part where you get discouraged and you say, look, man, community, try to help community, man. Like people try to help. If you're touching people, if you're touching more than one, make sure you're, make sure you're, make sure you're spreading some good shit and not some toxic shit. You dig me? Because yeah. you never know that what you give a youngin, he might be a leader. He might give what you gave him and pass it on to five or six or seven or eight or nine, ten niggas. That may now, that may now stop a young lady from getting smacked on the block for running her mouth, talking, you know, calling some nigga a bitch and talking about his mom. You don't know how what you plant in these youngins can get passed along. So that's why I said, why don't we just pass along the right shit anyway and just see where it lands? But that's the only way you're going to combat it because the shit that's been done before us is already been set in stone. That's what Trump trying to get back to. Give me my motherfucking pipe. Give me my, give me my slippers. Give me my fucking paper. And pour my fucking bourbon. And yeah. make sure you got an apron. And make sure you keep your apron clean. We gotta watch that, dog. We gotta watch that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, you know, sometimes we we probably shouldn't incorporate a woman uh, in one of these podcasts and dealing with like. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I was thinking about that. Yeah, different uh, perspective as far as like uh, you know, um, but 
<clears throat> one of the big things with this masculinity is like um, self esteem. Like, you know, it's what I'm saying a lot of times, man, you know, back to our hypothetical. If we starting at 17 or so and a young man and a young lady go on their first date, you know, they probably are on their phones more than they're looking at the person across from them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They probably are taking some selfies or maybe uh, doing some, well, I don't know, whatever's happening on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever that advice is their key to the world and also is their key to their own esteem. If you sent Curtis and Regina out on a date without their phones and maybe they go, you know, to the movies or putt-putt golf or whatever youngsters do, you know, go-karts, uh, you know, get something to eat at, uh, you know, Ruby Tuesday, Applebee's, whatever. Uh, you know, or is this something that they can create a, a chance to, to know who this other person is? and build uh, a conversation with a young woman outside of a third-person device of a, a phone. Or, look, look at what we're doing, guys. You know, that type of stuff. Like, that Obama chapter that I'm reading, when they were just kind of knowing each other, was very interesting, because it was like, Michelle said something real deep, man. She was on her, um, you know, she was taking Obama, uh, Barack out to, like, these kind of social kind of, like, you know, uh, happy hour type deals with black professionals. We know what they are. You know, they all get together on the first Friday or whatever it is somewhere right. and, you know, basically looking for someone to hook up with, basically, or, or no, meet other people. You know, on the social thing, everyone's got their power jobs. It's me, right? So she took him, she went over to her little group of friends, and he was just, some woman pulled him aside and was just talking to him. Right. And then, you know, Michelle looked over after a while and he was kind of giving her the come rescue me from this woman type deal. Like, you know, help me. Right. And then she didn't go over it. You know, eventually Barack talked to Michelle and said, you know, that sister you left me with, you know, she was talking, you know, about horses and different things and uh, that little bit of conversation. But she she realized that Barack didn't really function in those circles. Like he's not one of these social type uh, happy hour. He, he's more of an intellectual. Like he had big ideas and stuff like that, but he's not a happy hour back and forth type thing, which she said, her little thing, which I thought was interesting. Which you would have never known if you would have just been on your phone with your girls in your corner and him over there. You kind of navigate and see how they operate under different circumstances. Like, you know, she went to Hawaii and met his friend, his family. Right? And his, uh, you know, his white mom and white uh, grandparents and saw how laid back he was there and how he smoked and hung with his friends. And, you know, they went and, you know, to the North Shore. He was a whole different person. You know, she went to the South Side and, and he met, you know, that kind of courting. It may be old school, but I also think it has some value and like knowing someone beyond, uh, you know, some Instagram stuff or some social media stuff. Like, let's put, because when the rubber meets the road, that's what people end up getting locked up for some physical or some. You know, when, when I actually have to deal with you directly in a room or for a number of hours, I, I can't go run to this or that to bail me out. Like your own level of understanding who this person is and who you are in relation to them. My grandmother used to say those we, you know, she raised eight kids in a small uh, house in Rock Hill, Missouri, outside of St. Louis in you know, we used to go look at houses and stuff during the holidays. Just drive around. Just, you know, she said those big houses is where everyone can go run and hide, right? They all go in their own room and shut the door. Some of the big houses got least amount of love. The big love is one of the small houses where everyone got to deal with each other. And I guess what? always say that. Yeah, yeah we're gonna bump each other. We might argue. Something might break. You might have ate my cereal. But guess what? We're gonna figure it out and we're gonna come back together. You have to see someone and deal with them. The connectivity, right? And I think as we get more. Uh, obviously, the women are getting more empowered, and, and rightfully so. The technology is getting more advanced, good or bad. But the communication is now going in its own pockets. The same thing with politics. You know, like, we're not being able to have conversations like politicians used to be. You know, same thing with races. You know, you know, folks are getting shot and killed. 
you know, all these different things. Same thing with the sexes. It's like we're in our own pockets. Like, so that's what I'm afraid of. So the the hyper masculinity, the toxic masculinity, um, you know, and, and what that is is in one pocket. The feminist and the women's rights is in another pocket. The you know, the idealism of Obama, Doc, when he stood up and said, we're not this nation or that nation, we're the United States, right? That was the best idea we could all, we could all, we could buy into that. You know, but after eight plus years, it's like, yo, you know, we got a bunch of factions out here. Um, so that kind of, you know, I'm, I'm leery about the future of like our generations with that. But I think that that's not going to get any different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like at this point, it, it, that part is, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's certainly worthy of being a little bit concerned about because what's happening is, you know, you just, everything's becoming more individualistic. So really everything's being built for customization of individualism. However you want to do, however you want to do you, the world is now getting set so you can customize that. Yeah. You know I mean, meaning you don't have to fit a certain type of mold anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's acceptable for you to, you know, fall into different buckets, right? As you say, yeah, I mean, so it's not like I have to be in this faction. I had, but many of these cases, you have a mixture of factions. So you might have five factions. Well, you got people that got three out of the five. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so people are consistently moving in this fluid manner, and with the evolution of technology to the point where now I can in a more easier way, find an audience that sounds like me. I can now find, I can go find, I don't have to go in the streets and search different corners to find a bar where I'm accepted. I can just go right online. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, this chat room right here. Okay. Uh, this chat, oh, they have these, these type of people are in this one. These type of people are in this one. Oh, these Echo are my people right here. Boom. Echo chambers, dog. So now it's easier for me to live. I can just have this group follow me. I can just follow everything that's going on in this. I can just listen to this. So everybody's in their own echo chambers, and it's only becoming more and more secure. It's only becoming more and more separate. So the communication piece you're talking about, once again, is only, it's probably going to become less. But, but the quality of the communication on an individual level is going to be based on what the fuck you're made of. Right. There's going to be some of the guys that are going to communicate like creeps because they was built to be a creep. There's going to be some guys that communicate like, you know, a young, dapper young gentleman that follows the all the various, you know, protocols that we would consider to be respectable or whatever. And he's going to have his lane and he's going to communicate too. But, the, you know, unfortunately, over time, it may seem like there's fewer of those individuals, but really it's probably really consistent with earlier time. It's just that we now look at it through a slightly more, a slightly different, different lens. You know what I mean? We were, yeah, actually, we yeah. were actually skewed. We were, we've actually in the years before we were actually skewed far more conservative. And that's just what you were taught. Yeah. That's just what you were fed. You know, all the shows, if you look back on, on TV now, if you watch the old shows that we used to watch, they're just conservative leaning. Right. You know, everything was. It didn't matter what network it was on. You know what I'm saying? So right. at the end of the day, it's, it, I just think, um, you know, we've got to be able to move with these changes, be leery of the technology in which we introduce to our lives. You know what I mean? I, I don't think people, like, really watch all these, like, uh, net neutrality stories and uh, privacy stories and uh, information being sold type stories. But, you know, when you invest everything into every single one of these technologies, that's a lot of fucking information these people have on you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and just in general, right. I mean, it, it just puts you in a position where you can all, you're always going to get fed the same stuff. Yeah, you know I mean, because you get categorized as this type of customer or this type of consumer. And, you know, it, does, it doesn't necessarily... Um, it doesn't necessarily lend itself for you to actually open your mind. It's really just more uh, self-affirmation. And what you, mo- what you may be affirming might be some real fucked up shit. Real rap. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, you know how it is. You know what I'm saying? So, once again, 
on the you know I mean like like I said on, on above water we we can't make a judgment on either side. Right. I think I think I think the judge I think the judgment we can make is uh men know your role. And your huh. your role ain't to hit no woman under any no. under any circumstance. So whether we're talking about better communication, whether we're talking about better dispute resolution, whether we're talking about better selection of who you put around your circle and keep around you in, in regards to who you know your environment. That's a whole yes. nother discussion that we can have with your life coach. Right. <laughs> yeah, their brothers are still learning that. You now. dig you me? Know, that, that, that's that, that's that, you know that goes all the way to the grave. You man. dig me? Who's in your circle? But as you but know. as a as a proud father of a of a young woman, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and, a, and as a proud on, as a proud older brother, you know what I mean? Of two beautiful young sisters, and as a proud son of a beautiful black mother, keep your hands off women. Straight up. That's it. Just follow the fucking rule, dog. And I promise you, if you do that, you don't got to worry about being on the video joint and losing millions of dollars and having to talk about revitalizing your fucking life. Everybody makes mistakes, but just follow the rule. And if you do that, we don't got to have a big conversation about how fucking toxic masculinity uh, ruined your, you know what I mean, imposed on your life. You know what I mean? We can still make choices out here and we can still teach the right things. It's on us to do so. Real rap. Solid word there, man. You know, uh, to, to, to tie a nice little bow on yeah, that. Yeah, tie that up, man, uh, so we can get up out of here. Yeah. I, I encourage the young brothers to learn how to communicate with the sisters, man. You know, uh, and even the OGs that are having youth groups, we do some in our academy where we have circle time. We just allow folks to chat. You know, everyone gets their four or five minutes. They get a talking piece, and the youngsters talk about whatever's on their mind. Right? And everybody listens. And it's a chance to actually listen to someone and see what's on people's minds. There's no laughing. Or people are going through stuff. You know what I mean? Not everyone's coming from the same angle, which is beautiful, Doc. So, be able to appreciate and understand other people and tighten your circle, women and men. So uh, we're surrounded by people that uplift us, encourage us, and, you know, and we can do the same. So My man, my man. So, you know, yeah. you, you know when, you, when you come through here, you're going to get a real word from two real dudes uh, from our perspective. So uh, what, what I will say is, you know, we, we continuously appreciate uh, the support. Um, I'm seeing that views are going up at a higher rate. I really do appreciate that views and listens or whatever. Um, you know, appreciate all of that. Please continue to give five star reviews. You know what I mean, let us know your feedback. Let us know what you might want to hear on the show. We had, we have no problem incorporating different ideas. We're very open minded, but man, we love the support. Hey, Tep, we got to do it again. I mean, we're going to do it real soon, man. Until then, stay above water. One lap, my man. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.